I'd like to be everything you want. Hey girl, let me talk to you. If I was your boyfriend, I'd never let you go. Keep you on my arm, girl. You'd never be alone. And I can be a gentleman. Anything you want. If I was your boyfriend, I'd never let you go. I asked Isaac, my 12-year-old, what he wanted to open up this podcast with, and he said a Justin Bieber song. So, Bieber fever reached my podcast. How did this happen? Anyway, today's episode is curious. A few weeks ago, my son Isaac got a call from an agent in Hollywood to audition for a new Tom Cruise movie called Jack Reacher. It's the, I think it's part two in the series. And this episode is me interviewing Isaac. We had a couple ideas to prep him for his audition, and we really wanted to tap into King Solomon's wisdom and explore it and integrate it so that Isaac might secure this role, actually. It's an interesting, it's an interesting interview. It's a quick interview. We open with the first few minutes about some golf and poker etiquette that we just taught Isaac, and then... We wrap up the interview and talk a, a little bit about some just fatherly wisdom about how to achieve dream fulfillment, how to get your goals, and really do it in a practical way. So a few years ago, I had um, a friend in the house, and he was watching how we parented. And he said, this was the line he said, and I wrote it down in my journal. He said, how you guys are parenting in this house needs to be exported to the world. And so this podcast is kind of me saying, when I, when I heard that, I said, okay, I'll figure something out. And this podcast is kind of an exportation of just a direct conversation I had with my 12-year-old son about an upcoming goal he has, which is to make it into the new Tom Cruise movie. I think you'll love it. I think you'll like it. If you're a father, if you're a parent, I think it'll be interesting that way. If you're um, an entrepreneur, we share a lot about King Solomon's wisdom and really how you integrate knowledge to get to your goals. I won't ramble on anymore. Let's just get straight to it. Enjoy the episode. So Isaac and I just finished up a little bit of golf. What did you learn on our golf date, Isaac? Um, Just basically the, the shoulders direct where the ball's going and mm-hmm. you have to have power in the swing. It's a lot more your core than yeah. it is your hands. Right. So it's fun. We just wrapped up a little round of golf and, you know, you learn a lot of etiquette what are some etiquette things you learned? Um, etiquette are rules of the golf culture. Well, um, so you always watch a man. You watch his swing. You don't right. always. So Isaac hit one, and it, it was good. And then he, you know, kind of marches back to the golf cart and, you know, gloats in his pride and pomp and, you know, ceremony of himself. <laughs> Patting himself on the back, and then what was the etiquette, though? Um, that you you don't do that and go in yourself, and you watch the player. And right. So after you play. hit, you would watch the next player, mm-hmm. so that you're not completely self-absorbed. Yeah. And sometimes, even though we are completely self-absorbed, we have to fake it. Yep. And we have to give it the courtesy of watching our partner hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's another one when you pop up a ton of turf when you, you know. When you swing and oh yeah, well, um, well you always take it and you pat it back down. Just yeah, so to make you the, grab the to respect the green. You grab the lob of grass and you put it down. And you know whether we're playing poker, whether we're playing. Um, one time when I was teaching Isaac poker, and I I love 
um, poker because there's so many steps of courtesy and order in how the game works. And I remember when you were a kid, you were probably six, and I taught you a five-card draw. Do you remember that? I took all your money. Yeah, like I do. Bucks. I do remember that. I was and, very and, sad. And Isaac was, <laughs> he was really devastated because I took like three or four bucks from him. Mm -hmm. I said, Isaac, it's just three or four bucks. Do you remember what you said? No. He said, when all you have is four dollars. No, no. I said, Isaac, it's four bucks. Who cares? He goes, when all you have is four dollars, you took everything. <laughs> 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 but it's, it's also good to learn lessons to get your money taken um, on the on the table young because mm -hmm. it'll curb out some of the insanity that gambling can bring in. So we look at it as a cheap entertainment. But uh, but today, none of this has to do with any of that. What we're talking about is Proverbs 19 and 19.2. And the whole idea of Proverbs 19.2, Isaac, I've told you the, the concept of Solomon, CEO, is I would look at a proverb, and I've done this, you know, each proverb um, over probably 2,000 times now. So this particular proverb 19.2, when I come to it, you can translate it a ton of different ways. But one of the ideas is it's not good for the soul of a person to be without knowledge. And he, who's, he who hurries his steps misses the way. So you could also say desire or enthusiasm without knowledge is bad. So you want something, but you don't shore it up with knowledge. That's bad. And then another translation says, he who uh, hastens with his feet, meaning hurries over to something that he wants without knowledge, he sins. Meaning, and sin in the Old Testament is really, it's a missing of the mark. It's a lack. So if we say something like, you, you know, uh, sans gravy, it means minus gravy. And in, I believe, Spanish, uh, the word seen means lack or less. Minus gravy, minus, you know potatoes minus ketchup. So the idea of sin is just less than it could be, mm -hmm. you know, the error. And so the idea is Isaac was, we just got hit up in, by an agent for Isaac to audition in Hollywood for an upcoming Tom Cruise movie, Jack Reacher, right? Mm -hmm. It's uh, yeah, Jack, the second. Second Jack Reacher. And Isaac's going into this interview. It starts with a phone interview. And he, like, I don't know if I've shared much of the story on the podcast, but he asked if he could do some acting. And I said, hey, if you set up the profile, you, you submit your work, you create your body of work, you, you run this thing. I have no cares in the world about you being a Hollywood actor. I couldn't <laughs> give two shits. But, but anyway, um, I said, but if you want that, put it together and thrust it out there and make something happen. And, and some cool things have happened. But anyway... So this Tom Cruise potential, you know, role in, and what, what's it paying a day again? Um, well, it's for an extra aura speaking. So right. the extra is, um, I believe, like five fifty for a the day. one day. Right. Um, per day. Well, not one day. I think it's per day. For one day. But anyway. I saw then, per day. Oh, and for yeah. the speaking, it's eight eight fifty per day, and it's for five to seven days. So. so it'd be if he gets the speaking role, it's a five to seven day, eight hundred and fifty dollars per day. Um, I'd have barely pay pay for our flights up to. Hollywood and and some food, get some sushi while you're auditioning. Um, but I'm I'm proud of Isaac that he did this. So moving into this interview, um, when I do the Solomon stuff, I look at the verse and I I pretend it's manifesting in my life. Okay, perfectly manifesting, not and and kind of just believing that it can happen. And I, I credit Solomon's wisdom 
to really have been my shortcut to everything you've seen. You know, mm-hmm. Isaac started off in the mobile home and you got a lot of stories with him. And then, you know, a few years later, you're in Trump's penthouse and um, hosting parties and stuff. So mm-hmm. Isaac got to see a really, really fast escalation of lifestyle. Yeah. But one of the things I believed is that I had this desire. So let's just look at this this nugget and how I'd visualize it and then how it applies to you and then what we did with you um, with Stefan before the interview. So so you say, enthusiasm without knowledge is not good and he who hurries misses the way. So Solomon's loving speed, like the, the idea of diligence in the Bible, speed, 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 fast, do it now, do it now, do it now, don't wait, don't delay, don't delay. That's a thrusting motif driving through all of Solomon's stuff. But right here is one of the only times he's like, put the brakes on. And when does he say to put the brakes on? Where actually hurried, scurried is frowned upon. Why is he saying you should take a one pit stop before you rush into action? What's the pit stop on this? Well, the, the pit stop on this would probably be... I'm Talking to the mic. And okay. you're not wrong. Even if the answer wrong, it's conversation. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I think. Well, are you asking what he thinks the pit? Like why you should? No, I'm saying like, like what's his moral of the story? He wants. He's constantly saying, "Go fast towards it, get mm-hmm. it." But here he's saying, "You want something, but if you hurry towards it without this thing, you're missing it." What's the one thing, the pit stop that you stop well, and, and get? What is it? Um, or you're not for the audience. I'm talking about this particular verse, Isaac. Like, look at the verse. What's it say? What's the thing that if you lack and you hurry it knowledge. without the lack? Knowledge. Yeah. Right? Okay, so <laughs> we have to grind that one out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, so before he does this interview with the phone, I, I have a buddy that was an actor in Hollywood. His name's Stefan, and he was on the Cosby Show, and he was actually featured in Ruskies. And it was kind of like... A, Kind of like a, a an almost famous Goonies. So it's just some kids who, I don't know if they find some uh, pirates and then they go on some adventures. It's basically Goonies, but it's not Goonies. <laughs> and so he started in Ruskies and he was featuring a bunch of commercials and he's an amazing guy. He's a, he's a kick-ass online marketer today. But anyway, I knew he spent time in Hollywood and especially as a kid in Hollywood. So he was Vanessa's friend on The Cosby Show. Um, so kind of a cool story. But anyway... I, I hit him real quick before you auditioned, and it's still coming up. But I texted him real quick, and I just said, you know, hey, Stefan, because years ago when Stefan was coming into the industry, um, we connected, and now he's made hundreds of thousands, if not millions, which is really funny. But but anyway, he took me to Roscoe's Chicken in, uh, I think it was Anaheim. So it was it's the original Roscoe's, the chicken and waffles, and really introduced me to the L.A. scene, and it was really cool. But anyway... So I hit him up and I say, hey, my 12-year-old boy is going to be auditioning for a Tom Cruise movie coming up. You got 10 minutes to spend with him. And and Stefan's like 100%. And I said, okay, he'll shoot you a call. So I gave Isaac his number. Mm-hmm. And then I walked out of the room and I said, okay, take it away. Right? Mm-hmm. And so you got 10 minutes. So, so there was two knowledge stops. Um, another mentor of yours sent you a knowledge stop before this audition. What was it? What was another knowledge piece given to you for this audition stuff? From Stefan? Not from Stefan. Who else is who else has aided you? There's people supporting your your quest here. Think. Activate. Activate. 
Did anyone send you a book about how to audition? Uh, yes, Jaden sent me a book called Auditionology, which basically is just for teenagers and kids on how like auditioning and kind of what the scene's like there. Right, right. So, so and, and also when you speak, I want you to speak from a deeper place in your throat. You're speaking yeah. a little shallow up here. And and don't worry, don't worry, you're doing good. This is all live. And uh, Isaac's a star. So, so Jaden got your auditionology. Have you skimmed through that thing at all, or all through um, it a little bit? Yes, I've skimmed through a little bit of it. And it was, uh, yeah, it was good. Okay, so he's stopping to get some audition knowledge, and then Stefan. This was really interesting. There was a couple of things Stefan shared about going into the audition on how to get the part. So, what are what were a couple pieces, real quick? Um. So I think my favorite part of what he shared with me was definitely. Um, so he said when you walk into audition, act like you've already got it. Okay. Act like, and you have to act like you are the character. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what but, was the case in point? How he got the Ruskies role is the producer, the director, the casting or whatever mm-hmm. asked him a question. Yeah. What, what did he say? The, the question was, uh, well, actually, Stefan asked what type of books would this character read? He asked you. For the character you're going to? Uh, okay, Stephane so Stefan act the producer, that. the director, what type of books the character would read. And then the producer said to him, or the director, yeah. he said, well, what type of books do you read? So um, I forget what the books were, but so Stefan told him, and he's like, that's exactly what the character It was like read. Huck Finn, I mm-hmm. think, and stuff and like that's, that. that's so what it was like the, Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn, like that. So basically there was a script, and, and the Ruskies script was like a little adventurous, brave boy, mm-hmm. right? And so the... So Stefan, as a kid, this was really wise, and I don't know if he had a coach or not, but a lot of these young audition kids, they have coaches, they go to schools, they go to mm-hmm. classes, and Stefan, in like 10, 15 minutes, dropped a lot of bombs for you, but he said one of them was to ask the producer, for the character role I'm going, like, about the character's life outside of the script, mm-hmm. and that that was such a layer of knowledge booster that I think if you... I mean, you can force it and it'll seem staged, so you can't just, like, sit down and he's like, you know, Isaac, how are you today? So what books would the character read? <laughs> you know, if you plant it awkward, it'll show that you were being coached to mm-hmm. ask that question. But it was a brilliant insight. And so it might be like, so what character could, you know, is, an, is the main one you're looking to fill that a guy like me that looks like me, talks like me, might be able to, to fill? And then it'd be like, what books does he read or whatever? So if if you do have a chance to find out who the character is, to think about his life outside of the script, Stefan said that was really cool. Yeah. Another thing he said was, what was he saying about some of the psychology? Because you're in a line for an audition. Mm-hmm. And he said people come out of the casting or come out of the, the interview and they have a certain strategy they're taught to intimidate all of you who are waiting to be auditioned. What did he tell you about that? Well, um, well what he was telling me about... So, like you said, act like you've already got it. Right. Not be, and you know, get rid of those butterflies. Right. Get them out of you. And just, just like, be excited about it. <clears throat> and just act, act like you got right, it. But what did he say about the guys that were coming out of the audition while you're waiting for the audition? He said that they were coached to intimidate you yeah. through what? Um, act. act. Yeah, yeah, through acting, acting like, like they that. have it. Yeah. So they, so he was saying that they're they're taught to walk out of the audition like, you know, hugging their mom and like crying or holding a little script paper and like pumping up and down that they got it and it's actually a coached uh, kind of a 
deception play, mm-hmm. which is okay. But it's this. This is why this little knowledge stop was so critical. So when you see that happening, you can say, "Okay, that's part of this game. Mm-hmm. I see that." No. Um, and then the other thing I think Stefan was saying was the key reason he thought you could get roles in Hollywood and land them. What? What did he say? Um, I believe it was because he, because I've kind of not in acting exactly, but I've been up on the stages. I've mm-hmm. been in front of like with you. Um, right. You've brought me up on live event stages. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have that stuff in your portfolio that you've been in front of six hundred people at a time? That's the thing I should put in. Okay, that, don't shoot on yeah. yourself though. Just do it. Yeah. You're like that's a good idea. I'm that gonna is do a good it. Idea. So in the Hoverson house, shooting like shooting. <clears throat> We don't like to shit on other people, and we don't like to shit on ourselves, and we don't like to live in a should. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to make your portfolio amazing, one thing would be like, hey, I'm used to having hundreds of people looking at me, mm-hmm. and I can hold myself. So you gotta you got to get that file from Jaden, transfer it, and get it on your portfolio. Also, some of that other music, what's that little music app you're doing? That's yeah, Musical.ly. Musical.ly. Yeah. I've already, already. He gets hundreds of views and little girls that want to, I don't know, text you, you know, pink hearts and things like that. But anyway, that should also be on there because that shows like, hey, I can dance, I can I can be weird, I can whatever, I can, you want to show versatility. But I thought what Stefan, the main confidence thing he gave you is that adults are looking to work with adults who happen to be kids. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you got to be able to talk confidently. That's why I was corrected Isaac a couple times while we're talking here is they want to know that, hey, when they're casting a role and you got six weeks on the set, that you're not going to melt. You're not going to start begging for mom. You're mm-hmm. not going to dip. You're not going to freak. And so they want to know that you're engaged and you're ready to go to work. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He um, he was saying you want to be as easy as possible to work with. Because right. he said some kids can be a real pain to work right. with and the directors just hate it. Right. Like, and so they're looking for, the, you know, looking for, looking for your mom. You know, you're looking at, you know, if mom, before you go on set, you look to your mom, you look to your dad, you're looking for friends. Like you want to be an independent self sustained, confident worker who's going to serve the vision of the producer and the director. And so, so with this one, in terms of really integrating Solomon's wisdom for you, Isaac, what I would recommend in your visualization, so back to the whole visualization, is I would say, you know, what's the desire and what's the enthusiasm that you want to hit? And so you say, I'm going to land this role. And it, and that's not really in your control but showing up and doing everything auditionology that Jaden sent you did and everything Stefan did and everything I just told you about getting your portfolio going, when you when you stack those preconditions, you can control all of that. So you have an, a massive amount of control over the situation. But whether the part goes to a kid that's auditioned 18 times, he's been in Hollywood for two years with a mom who's trying to live her dreams through her son, you don't have... That kid might get it because he finally cracked the code or the Purdue. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you can't really control that element, but you get to control how you show up, how you perceive it, how you take this instruction that Jaden's book, Stefan's book, our book, and other little knowledge stops that I'd take on this path. But then what I'd say is I would hurry towards it, right? Mm-hmm. I'd hurry towards it and I'd hurry into it with knowledge, not hurrying into like, I want to be an actor. I want to just get an audition, I, you know? Wanting without knowledge is is the song and the heart of fool. It's just a foolish mm-hmm. whim. So I'm I'm proud of you that you're taking this you know to the level that you have. And I, and I'll wrap it up with a little takeaway here. But Isaac, good job today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. I'd like to have you back as you develop more and more. Like even with your business, 
with the car washing thing. Isaac has Isaac's crazy car wash, and we put together a direct sales piece. But before I had you put together the the five steps and the one page sales script when you knock on a door to somebody, what did I have you look at before you did that? Um. Do I, you don't. This is this is just a conversation, okay. so we're fine. Do you remember I had you look at a book? Do you remember what the book was? I remember the advertisement book that you made me look yeah, at. Yeah, it was Dan Kennedy's Outrageous Advertising. Yep. Right? That was it. Yeah, and so whenever you're doing something in public, and this goes, you know, if you're listening to me and you're a content creator and you're doing interviews and stuff like that, um, Isaac, when I asked him the question, he kind of gave me the eyes like, I don't, I don't remember the book. Well, so in that case, we're not scripting out. He said, now even you have your hand over your mouth, that's a sign you're getting nervous. Oh. Okay, you've got to learn to just own completely the situation that you're in. Okay, so when you, if you didn't know the book, which it says, Dad, I don't remember that book, but it was something about advertising. What was it again? Mm-hmm. See, because when you're in, you're in a flow and you, you you close your mouth and you look at me and you're like shaking your head like, I don't, I don't remember. That's, you know, we're not in the ER here. This isn't a crisis. No one's <laughs> bleeding to death. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> All right. So anyway, everybody, this is... You know, I get a lot of questions about fathering and parenting and stuff. And so this is um, kind of raw and a little bit of parenting instruction, but also passing this on to you, Isaac, that when you want something, there's one pit stop. You always collect knowledge before you hurry into anything because a lack of knowledge causes a massive miss. You miss your opportunity. You actually miss what you want, right? So if you want that audition, you want that role. There's little pockets of insight to pick up on the way, and then you thrust all that insight into what you want. And and a lot of times, that's how you get dream fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So whatever you want, I want want you encouraged to open up your wanting muscles, set your imagination on fire. There's almost nothing that you can't do. If you look around and you see somebody that's done it, even if they haven't done it, you can read books on how it's done. Almost anything that's been done, there's been biographies, stories, stories blueprints, cheat sheets, um, documentaries, all this stuff to teach you. And so along my path, when I, you know, I have some crazy dreams and I've been insane for the last like 10 years, but I'm reading what Walt Disney was thinking when he was building Disney. I was reading what Steve Jobs went through as you are as well right now. So we love knowledge around here and we're going to wrap this podcast up. Isaac, pound it. High five. All right. Peace. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. In today's episode, we just kind of dabbled around integrating the wisdom of King Solomon very practically for dream fulfillment, to reach our intentions, to reach our goals. And I have a web show called GetMoreSolomon.com. Solomon is all those. S-O-L-O-M-O-N. GetMoreSolomon.com. And it goes a little deeper and introduces how I've been able to take King Solomon's wisdom and it's absolutely transformed my life. I think you're going to like it. It's a free show to watch. Go to GetMoreSolomon.com. Again, I appreciate your patronage and your listenership. Have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.